0: This is Aton Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys.
1: This podcast is made in collaboration with The Jewish Journal. Check them out at jewishjournal.com. Also in collaboration with Arutz Sheva, israelnationalnews.com. And last but not least, in collaboration with Australian Jewish News, Check them out at ajn.timesofisrael.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, visit 2njb.com donate. As of today, Israel hasn't been hit very hard by the coronavirus, relatively speaking. The government took extreme measures early on and managed to limit the spread of the virus and the death toll. One of the unique steps taken by the Israeli government was to rent out entire hotels throughout the country and convert them into quarantined hotels. The idea was simple, if you have corona and can't isolate, check into the hotel, receive food and medical treatment, and once you recover, you can check out. Welcome to the Hotel Corona. Such a lovely place. Noam Schuster is a stand-up comedian, a peace activist, and recently patient number 3555. When she checked into Hotel Corona in Jerusalem, nothing had prepared her for the multicultural, unforgettable experience that would unfold in the following days. We're so happy to host one of the only people in Israel who can't infect us with (laughs) COVID-19, hopefully, no, I'm Shustail. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks Hello. for having me.
2: Hi. <laughs> so
1: I, I got to ask because I don't think I've ever met anybody that's had it. What is it like to hear that you have COVID?
2: I think that when I started making my way from the U.S. home, I mentally prepared myself <laughs> that I'm going to have <laughs> that I'm going to catch it on the way because it was I was I flew from the U.S during the days where there was total hysteria and the numbers were unbelievable. And there were no no gloves and no masks. When was this? Uh, March 21st.
1: So this was also right at the beginning. Not right. Before yeah. everybody knew, like, right. okay, well, it's not a big you deal for younger people. Without masks?
2: There was nothing in, the, in no CVS. Everything was... It was exactly at the time where everyone were just storming the stores and there was... So I used a scarf and I tried to be as careful as possible on the way home. But I knew somewhere in my gut that I'm probably catching it on the way. And I went straight into quarantine at a separate unit at my parents' house. And four days later, when my fever, (laughs) I had fever and started developing symptoms, I knew that I had it. You know, I just, I mean, the, the test took a long time. But when I saw, you know... Positive on my on mm. the you know the the on results. The yeah. Um, it was scary. Not for me. I I was scared for my parents. Even though mm. we were you know we we're keeping all the rules. I was distant from them, but uh, just the thought that I might cause someone else so you know dear to my heart like my parents, who are at a you know risk group. So that was the scariest part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And
1: and how was the actual sickness? Like, what what happened? What went down?
2: Uh, You know, every person they um, yeah yeah. experiences differently, but I don't wish the symptoms that I had. I don't wish it to my enemies. (laughs) Seriously, it was not fun. Um, I felt really, really weak. I still kind of feel weak, to be honest. Um, I. I did some blood tests because because I wanted to go donate my plasma after I was released, mm-hmm. and they didn't take my plasma because my iron is so low now. So oh, wow. I don't think people talk about it enough that, like, we... Some of us who got hit, you know, hard by the virus, um, were a little bit weak even now, a few weeks after. Anyways, that's for a different chapter maybe of your podcast. But um, I experienced uh, extreme extreme tiredness mm-hmm. and I lost my sense of taste and smell and I lost a lot of weight some of my friends are really jealous because of it <laughs> Maybe it's gonna be and, a new trend yes yeah, like,
1: COVID diet
2: <laughs> and um, and I, 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 I honestly I had every every symptom um, I had difficulty breathing and I was hospitalized and plugged into oxygen for a day or two before I was um, before I checked into the hotel Um, yeah, the nurses on the phone, they used to go through all the symptoms and I, I had everything really, really everything. Which isn't
1: like necessary. Like you can get only a few. Yeah. There were some people. You just went down the list and checked them all. There
2: were in the hotel, there were, um, you know, Corona patients in the hotel who are 70, 70 plus years old with no symptoms. They just happened to be near a sick person. So they had to go get the test and they tested positive, but they had no symptoms. So it really, it's pretty amazing how different people react to the virus. You know, the hotel was filled with young people who, you know, young Israelis who were coming back from their like trip in, you know, Brazil or whatever. Some of them were saying that in their quarantine apartment, you know, they were hooking up and stuff. And this guy hooked up with a girl and she's negative and he and, and he's positive. So there is no it's hard to hook uh, you. Like it's it yeah. was it's really hard to track what the you know, the rules are. Um, wow. but yeah, you,
1: but you took them all.
2: I took them <laughs> all. Yeah, I was really sick. And, I was, and
1: just for the record, for the
0: skeptics among us, did you ever in your life have the, had the flu?
2: No, no the flu. No, you never had never had the flu okay. as soon so as you can't compare. And I tell can't me if compare. It's worse. I mean, I usually, even when I'm sick, you know, sometimes in winters, whatever, I never have fever. So as soon as my fever went up, I was like, shit. <laughs> <So> <laughs> like, was, yeah, and I was pale and I fainted in the, in the, in the shower because it was hard for me oh, to no. breathe and like there, was, like, there was so many things going there on. There were and,
0: stories of people who died at home just because their oxygen level went so low and yeah, and they didn't realize it.
2: It's. Uh, it, they suffocated.
0: It's a nasty. Mason- yeah, Marsh. they lo- p- passed, lost their consci- yeah. consciousness and yeah. And then.
2: It's a nasty virus. I really felt uh, like my whole body is experiencing something. It really attacked my body. But, um, you know, for us young people with no medical background, you know, we go through it. You know, just thinking of older people with medical issues, mm-hmm. I. It, it must be really, really tough. like I, I really felt how my body is strong enough to fight this mm-hmm. and was fighting it pretty quickly um, but wow i I felt really, really bad for people who are not strong enough to fight this. It's horrible. Wow yeah
1: so at what point did you get moved from your uh, parents' like uh, unit apartment to the hotel yeah um, hotel Corona?
2: So for the first few days, my symptoms, you know, was going up and down. Maybe I had like four, yeah, I had like four days at home where the nurses were calling me and I gave them the, you know, my temperature every few hours on the phone. And then one day, it just, it just went crazy again. Yeah, and I fainted and and I had difficulty breathing. And then the ambulance came and took me to the hospital. Um, But so... The first few days, I thought I was like, okay, I'm just going to go through this. I'll, I'll be home, <laughs> alone, <laughs> sick. It's not fun. <laughs> uh, I felt like uh, Anna Frank a little bit <laughs> because... Uh, my parents like I opened the window and my parents would leave food <laughs> for me on the window and oh, I no. fa- it was it was yeah it's not fun. At least um, it was good food, right? Yeah, Mom's my food. mom. Yeah, yeah, my mom is Persian, so. Oh yes. nice. Yeah, but the joke in the house those days was my father is Ashkenazi, so. I was like, Dad, it's your time to cook. I lost my sense of taste and smell. So <laughs> <laughs> I won't notice anything. <laughs> Anyways, let mom rest. <laughs> nice. You get a yeah. regular yeah. Long. <laughs> yeah.
1: So so you moved to, uh, first the to the hospital.
2: Yeah, first to the hospital. And then, so when I was in the ambulance being taken to the hospital, and as soon as I... It's Did every, you think you were going to die at one point? No, 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 no. Okay. no no i would no
1: yeah of course you would
2: no it wasn't it <laughs> You've wasn't been thinking that since like <laughs> yeah. i have to think about 12. it every every, every day <laughs> i mean it was <laughs> scary you know to feel this like such a extreme uh, sore, soreness in your lungs it's mm-hmm. it's scary i was like is this damage you know is damage forever but i wasn't you know i you know I needed help with oxygen. I didn't need help with like breathing, actual, you know, breathing. But the whole thing, as soon as I left the quarantine, you know, apartment and I reached the hospital, I felt like I was in the battlefield of the corona because, wow. you know, everybody's you, walking around everybody, with, those suits. with the suits. And, it's like
1: you're an ET or whatever. Yeah. Like some kind of uh, end of days movie.
2: And you're, and everyone are scared of you. Yeah. Like, she's a corona patient and so you know there was one person that had to show me from the ambulance to you know where the department is and we're in the elevator together and i you know i was documenting myself the whole time the whole time and i was like
0: with your phone
2: with my phone everything even when i fainted i documented myself (laughs) It's like a few seconds after and he was wearing full mask, full suit, and I was like, "Where are we going?" He's like, "To you're going to uh, Corona Department uh, Gimel." And I was like, "Corona? I don't have Corona." And then he stopped the other day, He's like, "What?" <laughs> so I'm joking, joking. You know, there is like, it's, <laughs> like people are so scared to make mistakes, and Everybody's you know, this hypersensitive, right. They're on edge. And then you know, I got to the hotel, to to sorry, to the hospital, and. Everyone was so nice, you know, the nurses, the doctors, they were so nice. They're like, welcome, You've, uh, you're the first patient in the Corona Department, Gimel, in Dasa and Karem, uh, welcome, we're going to treat yeah. you, you know. <laughs> and then they take you, to, you know, to show you the toilet. It's like every time you use the toilet, you have to, they, they have a, a, a bucket full of pills that yeah. I guess are. Ionide, I think. Right. Ionide pills. And you have to drop it, uh, you know, after you do a number one, number two, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You
0: decontaminate de- your. Y- yeah.
2: yeah. And you have to drop it in the, in in the, the toilet. toilet and, okay. you know, all these rules that only apply to, um, uh, to, co- to Corona patients. And then a few minutes after I arrived there, The door opens. Uh You know, it's a whole procedure for the door to open. It's like only people who are allowed are coming in. People who are, you know, confirmed patients. People who are confirmed, you know, staff and crew. And then a a bed. Is
1: there like mist? Like I imagine, like (laughs) like,
2: that's like yeah. That's that's almost the scenario. And then a, a, a bed. Um, I see a bed coming in with a young woman on on, on on the bed, and I hear the nurse saying, we brought her from la- the labor room. And I see a Haredi woman crying, and she literally just gave birth, and because she has the virus, she couldn't even see or touch the newborn baby, was separated from the baby, and she's Haredi, so she doesn't have a smartphone to see pictures or anything, Within 15 minutes, the nurse in the labor room took my number from the nurse in the corona department, and I had pictures of her baby, and I showed her. And, you know, we can touch, we can hug, we can cry, we can comfort each other because we're sick, which is a weird situation. Very, very weird. We don't have, you know, we don't have to be careful with each other. And she, um, you know, she was... Looking at the pictures and trying to digest the fact that she just gave birth mm-hmm. and her baby is in the Tinokia, the nursery, you know. Wow.
1: And on kibbutzim, that's like completely normal. Right.
2: right? Yeah. you are be separated.
1: Yeah. It? Yeah. But oh my that's God. It. That's incredible. It's like the privileges of being sick, right? That you were able to kind of have this physical connection or even be close to people.
2: Yeah, but in this tragic... Uh, you but know, yeah. Yeah. Because not, she's...
1: Yeah, not like... Uh, not outside.
2: Right, yeah.
1: That's, that's insane.
2: And then and how,
0: when did they move you from the hospital to the
2: um, hotel? So, uh, so yeah, they did a bunch of tests and a lot of blood. <laughs> there was a lot. <laughs> they take a lot of blood from corona patients. Um, and a day and a half after when the doctors by the way the the, actu- the there are doctors who are interns who were with us and you know came in contact with us but the like professors the older doctors they were communicating with us like a, it, it was like a big brother situation so I was like, Noam. And then I was like, What? Who's talking to me? He's like, Noam, I'm, I'm here. I'm right here. It's like, you know, the sound <laughs> of God, like somewhere, is some microphones. And we were being taped also with cameras and stuff. It's it, that,
1: That's like the worst bitch work for an intern to get. Right. Yeah. No, it's no, like for hazing sure. of the interns by making he, them treat corona patients.
2: Yeah. Not only that, he sometimes would bring a screen into the room so that I can communicate with the. <laughs> professor the doctor he's like doctor Here, uh, this into yeah. there so i can talk to her yeah dr uh, schumovitz wants to talk to you and then it's like a screen hi no i was like hi um yes. but they didn't
0: air it on the roots on the channel 20 or something <laughs> you know the the cameras it would be the greatest reality
1: tv show yeah. ever do oh, like a gosh. corona big brother version yeah. yeah wow
2: um and so then i when i was being released i thought i was going home and they're like, uh, uh-uh, uh, you're not going home. The ambulance is taking you to Dan Hotel in Jerusalem. And I was like, oh my god! <laughs> and, Thank and, you. <laughs> you know, yeah. As a comedian, you know, I was like, I mean, the world stopped. Anyways, we're all kind of in this shit together. At least I'm gonna, i I mean, it. yeah. Instead of you know being home alone, and you know, the ambulance dropped me off outside the, you know, like far away, and then the security is like is right there they're far by the doors and then there's just like a separate entrance for the corona patient once where you're out of the ambulance you're only allowed to go in this like you know
1: yeah covered in plastic the the green mile yeah yeah
2: (laughs) the green mile exactly and then i walk in and the hotel doesn't look like you know the hotel anymore the reception is Comp- it's the shining more. It's yeah. Th- th- there is a separation, like a plastic thing, where the entire crew and staff that stayed in the hotel that are working now under the home front uh, uh, command, Bikuda Oref. Mm-hmm. So they're working. They're not working for the hotel anymore. They're working for. They're being paid by
0: for the money. army, right? Yeah, because yeah. the so, army operated these hotels.
2: Yeah, and I and I and I walk in. I was like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anyone here? It's like, the ambulance just, you're alone. And there's like, and they know that you're supposed to, you know, to arrive because the army lets them know who's coming from which hospital. And then this like such a nice guy Baruch, the manager of the reception, is like, "Noam, welcome to Dan Hotel." You know, he tried to make it as like fancy as possible, and he's behind this like plastic, you know, thing, and, and wearing a mask. And j- the only thing that he would do is that like, he gave me a pile of papers that said, you know, how we get food, where we get our laundry from. You know, and the yeah. keys and it's like imagine you you check into uh, to a hotel and you get, you know, no one is showing you your room. No one is really telling you anything. There is nothing wow, really open. But, yeah.
1: Was the pool open?
2: <laughs> well, technically not. But uh, OK. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that I don't envy the the manager of the Dan Hotel in Jerusalem for the amount of money that they have to, you know, spend uh, on yeah, cleaning on, on uh, renovating. <laughs> Pool renovating everything now. So yeah. Oh, sorry. No. That was my phone. No, that's
1: all right. I'm <laughs> sorry. I hope it's okay. It was um, a nice phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. So, wow. So you guys broke into the pool. Uh, well,
2: not me specifically. <laughs> to put it, you know, let's just say that for the young people with Corona during this time in the hotels, they were having a good time.
1: A blast, they were eh? having a
2: blast. Wow. We, you know, to be honest, I mean, we were partying. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The first thing when I walked into the hotel, I was told that there is a Zumba class in the lobby at 6 p.m. Oh, and wow. then turns out it was a Zumba instructor who only did like a 10 minute thing when she was like sharing it on her Instagram story. And they're like, OK, that's it. I got it on my Instagram story. Now go back <laughs> you know, to your to your business. How many but people
0: were there when you checked in?
2: 200.
0: Wow. And when you checked out? Two. Even more, no, even, even more. more. Even more. But I, so How long were you there?
2: I was there for two weeks, so I was there from April. I don't. I, I was released on April nineteenth.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. so middle April.
2: And I think that a week after I left, these hotels started closing. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, there was a feeling. So at first, this hotel turned into just a quarantine hotel for people who are coming from abroad and don't have a place to quarantine. And then a week after, the hotels were... So I was there at the time when there was a little bit of, you know, a lot of interest and hysteria and, you know, a lot of curiosity on who are these people who are stuck together in the hotel. And to be honest, it was, first of all, I was able to perform again All, you know, I, I was supposed to perform in the United States to do um, a tour of my stand up show. Mm-hmm. And th- you know, one of the most devastating uh, news for us was that there is no more gathering, no more audience. We moved to Zoom, horrible way to do stand up. Now I'm enjoying it a little bit more. But I had an audience, I did two shows in the lobby, uh, oh, you know, name. with an actual audience, not in Zoom. Wow. It was great. And the feeling in our hotel, I think we just had a really unique experience. There was some kind of a mix that I can't really, I don't know if it was specifically the people who were there at the same time, but it was just, you know, Palestinians and Jews and, you know, Haredi Jews and secular Jews and... Ashkenazi Jews who were more in their rooms, but like more quiet, (laughs) stayed quiet in their rooms, but like, you know, just like more traditional, more everything. And um, were there
1: any like interesting, uh, even conflicts or like uh, friction?
2: I was so shocked by the fact that everybody's getting along and we have this external threat that is the Corona virus. So I was like, what's going on? Everybody's getting along. It drove me a little bit crazy. So I made up fights in the lobby. Okay. So <laughs> I found a partner. I was like, uh, his name is uh, Golan. I was like, Golan, listen, this is too much, too far from reality. Some drama. Yeah, we need some drama. Yeah. Um, and we had our, uh, like, the, you know, we're having dinner. So we had the ham gashiot. I don't know how to call it. The uh, food trays. Yeah, the food trays. I told him, tell me to clear all the garbage from the from the table. He's like, Noam, uh, please, yalla, uh, take a bag and start, uh, you know, like, <laughs> and I was like, Golan, stop, you've asked me this for four times already, shut up, stop, blah, 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 because I'm a woman, you know, and we did like a fight together in the lobby. And for the first like five <laughs> seconds, people believed us, but then they knew we were joking. So they were all, they all joined us. Yala, maka, and they were all just taking out their energies with us. And were there uh, like romance stories? Yeah, yeah. Young c- people were hooking up. And you have any couples? That-
1: yeah, any couples or just like sex?
2: I think it was more on the non-serious <laughs> end of things. I'm not sure any couples <laughs> came okay. out of this. There were a lot of couples there who got the virus together and they were and there.
1: The, so breakups. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> Possibly. No love, or pregnancy. Many became swingers. Yeah. It. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, but wow. yeah, it, it it's just, it was so, you know, surreal because mm-hmm. for example, you know, I arrived, I think on Sunday or something, and Passover, you know, uh, the Seder, was maybe two or three days later. So I came into the hotel exactly when there were preparations Mm. for the Seder, and um, we realized that everyone... You know most of the jews in the world are celebrating alone without their families isolated you guys you
1: get to have this huge... we get to have this
2: huge thing wow and the ceo of the hotel was afraid that there's going to be clashes between the uh, seculars and more uh, observant mm-hmm. so they um they put a, in the dining hall they put like um a split mm-hmm. and people took out the split, they said, uh, we are going to get along, you know, people are going to respect each other. And we had an amazing Seder, actually.
0: With Palestinians, wow. by the way? Yeah,
2: yeah. They were sitting. I mean, I don't think they waited the whole time till they could eat like they were eating, you know, uh, earlier. But, um, but it was, it, yeah, it was really remarkable. Everything. I, I, I had a little bit of an identity crisis, I think. I was like, because I do stand up about you know the conflict you know identity politics I'm really interested in politics and um, and um, so I, let's talk about that yeah.
1: for a sec you you're from uh, a, a town in Israel that's uh, got quite a uh, a name for kind of peace activism right, right? it's yeah. uh, I grew neveh up shalom how yeah. do you say it in English
2: the oasis of peace yeah that Fadis, sounds the, awful. The, the
1: horrible it's <laughs> called it the oasis of hello yeah, yeah. <laughs> of shalom yeah
2: <laughs> it's funny when i uh write in emails Neve never shalom, which is uh-huh. the sometimes the autocorrect is it says never shalom and I was like, <laughs> <"Pshh>, pretty accurate <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I grew up in the only community in Israel where Jews and Arabs live together by choice, so yeah. I grew up into this kind of give peace a chance movement. Uh, uh, my parents moved there so that I can speak Arabic and I was raised with Palestinians and my whole life I was really exposed to both sides. Mm-hmm. And so... So
1: it's not your fault. You were brainwashed right, as a kid. Right, you know, yeah. To have and, these delusions. Yeah, about, and I, yeah. I, yeah. I keep dreaming
2: about how my life would look like if my parents would just stay in Tel Aviv <laughs> <and I grew laughs> You'd probably you know? be even more left. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's true. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I have a little bit this uh,
1: experience oh sorry what were you saying
2: no i'm saying that you know my um my life experience and also yeah. my comedy is sh- shaped by the fact that we don't get along mm-hmm. and i have a lot of anxiety around what happens if peace happens i will be out of materials out of a job <laughs> and so that's why i was really anxious in this hotel i was like what the hell everybody's getting along hell no my career <laughs> will be over so you gotta put an end to this right peacemaking. yeah yeah so um I see, yeah.
1: so you auto corrected it to never, never piece. Sh-
2: Yeah. <laughs> but
0: but you had like special relationship uh, because okay you participated in this NPR podcast let's plug them because that's how uh, we came to you what, mm-hmm. what? translating rough translation.
2: rough translation rough translation yeah they did a really nice episode about the hotel corona with more characters not just me and
0: right yeah. We picked the best character for, for our <laughs> show. But uh, so you you became close to this one Palestinian woman, right? Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about it?
2: Yeah. Um, I think because I speak Arabic and I was raised with, you know, the uh, the two sides, I often really confuse people uh, because um, I speak Arabic fluently. I'm Jewish. I, c- I look Middle Eastern. My mom was born in Iran. I'm, you know, I'm... I- half Iranian Jewish so people get confused when they meet me they don't know I'm Arab I'm Jewish how do I know Arabic am I from the army are you recording me are you a spy are you my friend like it's very confusing and so I usually take on this role of bringing people together or you know confusing people or Mm -hmm. but what was nice in this hotel is that I didn't need to do that people were just you know, doing it because the situation was so extreme and we were stuck together in the same hotel. Um, But in one of the evenings, um, when we were sitting and laughing and uh, singing in Arabic and in Hebrew, um, I started talking to this really special woman from Jerusalem, a Palestinian from East Jerusalem. She's a midwife in the Hadassah Hospital and she just has a remarkable story. She lost her husband a month beforehand uh, to cancer and um, she was supposed to you know stay home and do the you know morning. and in the hospital they told her that she doesn't have to go back to work but because of the c- corona situation everything was so stressed out she decided she's going back to work and to the labor room and um, and she caught the virus in the in the hospital and she has five kids she left them at home. Anyways, we became really close in the um, in the hotel. Um, yeah, and her and husband had
1: just passed away. Yeah, right? a
2: mo- yeah, like a a month before.
1: That's that's in, that's really devastating.
2: Yeah, and you know, and sh- you just hear those uh, stories. Those these stories were all around me all the time, and I'm, uh, I love. Uh, I love uh, connecting with people, and I love hearing their stories. And especially in in the time of Corona, every you know everyone had a story. Where did you ca- you know Where did you catch it? Did mm-hmm. you make someone else sick? Like, how many kids did you leave at home? Are you, you know, like, w- where did this virus catch you in your life? Everyone has a story. And
1: everybody has like a number. Everybody knows their number. <laughs> no, actually, or is it just made up?
2: I I think. Because I was doing a lot of social media stuff. Uh So I really wanted to know my number. So when they called me from, you know, the um, uh, Ministry of Health and they told me your number is uh, 3,555. And that's like three times. I was like, oh, thanks. That's (laughs) such a great number. So I really used it. And they're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We have another 4,000 people to call. (laughs) (laughs) So some people couldn't. You know, they couldn't give a shit about. Uh, yeah. Can I say shit on yeah. your podcast? Okay, yeah. Yeah. you can say shit. Sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, I I I cared about it because I wanted you know this information, but other people are like, how do you know your number? We don't even care what our number is. So yeah, it, maybe it's a little bit of a. A, yeah. A Holocaust you said Anne,
1: Anne Frank. Now numbers. Yeah. yeah it's Did maybe. you tattoo that number? Not yet. <laughs> no, no. Not yet. Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> so, so I got a question. Would you, looking back, because it sounds like this is a pretty incredible experience. I, I'm kind of jealous. What, like. Of half of it. Right. So this is <laughs> Without the being yeah, sick part. Exactly. <laughs> so this is why I'm wondering if you, had, if you could go back. Would you like... Do you regret it? Was it worth it? Would you do it again?
2: Look, I mean, you're catching me in this conversation. I feel like I'm in the midst of things. Like I haven't really had time to process things. I was in the US in the middle of a dream year. I was in the middle of a Harvard fellowship working on my one-woman show, I was an artist uh, resident on campus. Um, My premiere at the Kennedy Center in D.C. was supposed to be last night. And I had this few months to work on my one-woman comedy show called Coexistence My Ass. Uh, You can't say ass on the podcast. Sorry. I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, but it, but the show is about yeah coexistence irony, and my <laughs> Yeah, right yeah and I was full of cynicism and jokes about my experience and Jews and Arabs trying to get along and uh, you know identity in Middle East and blah 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 whatnot and I think that the fact that you know this virus cut this in the you know just as things were about to get you know big for me and I was mm-hmm. supposed to go on a tour and stuff and I had to make it home and then catch the virus and then be it It just seems like it's another chapter of my show or a whole other show that I'm going to write so this is what happened I had a lot of conversations with God with the universe like why me why do I get picked all the time to be in the center of uh, of these dramas and also I'm I think I'm wearing glasses You know, I'm actively putting on glasses where I see things in a critical way, in a political way. I think about things, you know, socially. This is what I care about. Mm -hmm. Um, The future of this place, the geopolitical, you know, tensions that we have. This is where I get my material from. So I don't regret anything. Do I wish I was on stage at the Kennedy Center right now? Hell yes. Do I wish that there, you know, weren't... um, you know, all this pain and demonstrations and violence that we're experiencing, you know, here and in the United States right now, of course.
0: Do we wish the Chinese wouldn't have right. in, in, the, in their labs uh, yeah. <laughs> create this virus? Do we so, wish
1: Naora no, wasn't right. spreading conspiracy theories? <laughs> <Right>. Yes, <laughs> but... You know what's funny?
2: In December, I was part of this delegation of peace activists meeting the Dalai Lama. Yeah. Wow. And you know he was sitting and telling us about the conditions of the Tibetans in exile and how much they suffered from China. If I would have known that three months later I would have been able to tell the Dalai Lama, you know what I suffered <laughs> from China also, <laughs> you know. And so all these things, you know, ha- th- they happened. I can't take it back. And um, I think that as an artist, as in someone, uh, as someone who wants to create um, more stories and, and and you know, and influence people in a good way and the world in a good way i am thankful you know for mm. for, for what happened to me and the strength that i'm building right now to um, you know to find the vocabulary to find a way to make this funny i still don't know i i don't feel very funny these days to be honest
1: it's hard
2: yeah uh, but i have to but i want to and i and and i have to and i know that it will come because i've made I've, I've made, I think, much harder situations funny um, in the past. So I'm waiting you can to make the conflict
1: funny. Right. If you can make Corona funny. Exactly. You know. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, yeah. Thank you. It's you made me katana feel better katana laich. Katana laich.
1: in Hebrew. That means small on you. Small on me. Small. It on will you. take
2: me two three months. Roof. Yes. Gag. Roof. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs>
1: We should just translate all the untranslatable words. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> so what happens uh, on the day you go out of, from the hotel and the days after?
2: Oh, wow. Um, well, I had a crush on a guy that I thought. Now it's getting interesting. Yeah. OK, <laughs> I, had a, I had a I had a crush on a guy that I thought will find my antibodies really appealing. <laughs> but um, a guy from he, the I'm hotel. Not, uh, no, 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 ah, not from the someone hotel. O- outside. <laughs> OK.
1: <laughs> You um, you wanted to track him by with your antibodies? No, no, no. I,
2: It was a joke. But, <laughs> no, um, but I'm just trying to think no, like the medical. I, I should sh- no, but I need to show you my inbox. It's ah, like okay. when you're a corona survivor who's talking in public about yeah. the, you know when I came out of the of the hotel, I find all these really weird, a uh, little bit you know nasty, a little bit lines? yeah want to want to come over to my place and exchange antibodies
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's great a
2: lot of a lot of twitter you got to commend them for the
1: creativity yeah
2: yeah for sure and i see you know because when i when i checked out of the of the hotel you know people were still distant from each other right? People were not meeting and, you know, hooking yeah. up and going out yet. So I think that people were just like horny in their houses. And, <laughs> and I think um, people just thought I, I was like a safe, you know, target or something. So that was the, um, but when I, the feeling, first of all, I didn't know in the beginning if I can straight away come out of the hotel and hug my parents. I didn't know what I'm supposed to do. So first of all, I cleaned everything like crazy. We boiled all my clothes, you know, all these like theories that we have about this stupid virus that no one knows if it's true, that you have to boil all your clothes in like 90 degrees, whatever. No one knows anything. But yeah, but being outside, I slept a lot. I was really, really resting my sense of taste and smell came back a little bit. So uh, I was eating my mom's food and I could taste, you know, the... <laughs> I could taste... So that's uh, <laughs> a symptom? You lose yeah. taste yeah. and smell completely? completely? You, yeah. I, I, I felt wow. like I... Um, for weeks? Matechet, <inaudible> steel. Mm-hmm. M- my, my mouth uh, tasted like steel. Like for, iron. Like iron for a mm-hmm. few weeks. Mm. No... N- imagine like... Imagine you're in the shower mm-hmm. and you're shampooing yourself, and you're full of, and you don't smell anything, nothing, nothing. It's so
0: scary, also, wow. because you, like, I would be scared that will it, will it ever come back? Yeah, you're not the kind of person, but that's where yeah. I would yeah. be <laughs> <Yeah>. again, <laughs> again. Since yeah. you're twelve, you're telling us your fears. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, because uh, It is scary. It's scary. I mean was it like uh was it, no, was it known? it was known that, that it, no, was. Yeah, yeah, it was known yeah. no it was known that people get it back also. Right. Yeah yeah. yeah. No, like no. it returns after you recover.
2: Yeah. The, for me the coughing was the worst. It's like this dry this dry cough that is really, really the cough was the worst. Can you
0: demonstrate when... that? Just kidding. <laughs> uh okay. Yeah. Wow.
2: But um I you know I'm if anyone was busy and got some media coverage and you know lost weight <laughs> like all my friends are like you got famous and skinny where do we get this virus <laughs> you know? so i mean i'm not complaining uh, yeah it feels i feel like i've been through an earthquake and now i'm you know i left my parents house and i'm subletting something temporary in tel aviv i feel like you know i'm in the middle of i don't know what and what's next but i'm trying what? to. yeah
0: i i i'm just thinking that uh, if i may reveal that you're in the abram hostel mm-hmm. so in a way it's a bit of uh, reaching out uh, with nostalgia to the experience of of the corona hotel yeah. there no only without the corona only yeah. without the corona yeah. but a little I'm bit i'm hoping
2: to do some shows there and, oh okay and, yeah. cool
0: it's a cool place cool venue
2: yeah
0: wow that's Insane. You are two
2: nice Jewish boys. We guys. are. You are. Just, uh, <laughs> do people always say that to you on your uh, podcast? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Sometimes. So, I mean, not the fans. Not anymore. <laughs> the fans think we're yeah. awful. <laughs> yeah.
0: No. Yeah. When the episode, our episodes can
1: become, can become heated. Yeah. We've we've had some controversial episodes, oh, and then okay. we have people write to us. So that, we can
2: do a follow up with controversial stuff. Yeah. I can tell. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Where we like create drama. Yeah, and we yell at each <laughs> yeah. other, and uh, yeah. like the guy in the in the kitchen. Tell us where you're going from here.
2: Uh, I'm going to the Women's March. Um, Tell us in about Tel it. Tel Aviv. There is. You're trying to make this controversial. Yes. No,
1: no, no. Just, <laughs> just uh, plugging. I'm going these
2: to a, a demonstration slash a march um, to uh, show solidarity and march with the women against uh, violence against women.
0: Right during Corona, so yeah, uh, the violence, violence uh, yeah. in house violence increased significantly in Israel. I guess in other places, it's a huge problem. And also before Corona, we have uh, like some intense cases of women, women being murdered by their spouses. Um, so Just to end what, on a positive note, yeah. yeah. <sighs> well, you know that's life,
1: I guess. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I. There are comedians who don't like to touch uh, on politics and social justice issues, but I'm not. I am, I think that it's part of my uh, responsibility to show up in these places and to talk about issues that I care about. Um, so I... Uh,
1: but uh, I thought yeah. you meant also in your material. Re- yeah. Yeah. Do you in- touch it in your material also? Do you like... Yeah. Uh, yeah. You'll joke about it?
2: I mean, joke about it in a way where I'm trying to, like, challenge power dynamics, yes. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. I see. Yeah. Because you don't want to, like, disrespect, obviously, the victims and their families, but you you try and, like, joke about the, the, the toxic masculinity yeah. and that stuff. Okay, yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, not in a, like, boring, woke way, but, yeah, you know, yeah. we're, we're trying different materials, so... <laughs>
0: Cool. So yeah. you you're doing stand up in English also
2: in Hebrew and Arabic, yeah. In
0: Hebrew and Arabic. Wow. That's
2: yep. amazing. not the same show. Yeah.
1: That would be confusing.
2: Um well, it depends on the audience. Sometimes there really? is there are venues or for example, I'm doing um a show for um the US Embassy here in mm-hmm. Tel Aviv and they have Palestinians and they have Israelis and they have Americans. So I'm gonna be mixing all three languages. Wow. Are yeah. there other cool.
0: Palestinian stand-up comics in Israel who perform in in, in Arabic?
2: The, yeah, yes,
0: yeah. it's, it's really unknown amongst us uh, yeah. Israelis.
2: Yeah, I mean the Palestinians know them, right? Of course. <laughs> wow. Yeah, there's it's some an interesting mi- scene. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I was um, I was actually the first Jewish comedian to be invited to a Palestinian comedy festival. Really? In East Jerusalem and in the US there's also.
1: so much of a scene that there's a Palestinian comedy festival. Of course. Yeah. And can
2: wow. you
0: make like uh, Nakba jokes? Yeah, you can.
2: C- c- so, so what I tell the audience is like, I'm going to make a Holocaust joke and then a Nakba joke. So you don't feel like, <laughs> like you're going to No, but I usually just warn the audience in advance going to tell them, guys, I'm only here for seven minutes, not 72 years. Don't worry, <laughs> it's fine in some way, you know, it's, yeah. Wow. Nice. Cool. Right. So
0: if people hear this in a few months where there, we found vaccine for Corona and everybody can fly everywhere and some people in the American Jewish community want to invite you over so it's Please. possible, how, yeah. how do they get in touch?
2: Well, um they can get in touch on instagram noam underscore june twitter noam schuster my email is noam schuster at gmail.com whatever right.
1: you can they should get in touch with us so we get commission we'll yeah. be the middleman. <laughs> right. Get t- contact us right contact yeah. us we'll be your agents right yeah um um but also you doing like are you booking shows on zoom now yes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so even now if you guys yeah. want to get in touch yeah contact us no, no. Contact Noam. And, Two uh, nice Jewish boys. One <laughs> Jewish after all.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, we'll put links uh, to all yeah, your social absolutely. media. Thank you. Okay, so before we go, we have a new collaboration. We do. With, From this morning, for, with the Australian Jewish News. Amazing. Yes, I forgot to tell you. well Uh, now we have it live yeah uh australian jewish news check them out we'll put links ajn Uh, ajn we'll put links and they have they're a great news source for everything jewish in australia we're we're spread it now across three continents so yes
1: and we have to thank libby for that
0: collaboration right libby Libby Burke. burke thank you burke Okay, so that's Australia. In Israel, we have...
1: In Israel, uh, Arut Sheva. We have a collaboration with IsraelNationalNews.com. So check them out, IsraelNationalNews.com. Again, a news uh, source, great content on their website and also... And
0: also in America, the Jewish Journal at Ju- Jewish Journal www.JewishJournal.com. They have podcasts. They, they have, have columns, columns. Yes. They have content. They have a thriving Instagram we're like Would a
1: multinational sh- corporation yeah, by now yeah yeah
0: for <laughs> sure amazing <laughs> <laughs> um and we accept donations so please help us out go to twinjb.com slash donate and support us so we can continue doing what we what we do yes that's it thank you thank you so, you so much noam
1: thank you thank you thanks guys thanks for, for tuning inviting in. me bye, bye.